0: It's lunchtime in Central Texas.
1: Live at one of the year's biggest events. As you can see, the crowd is going
2: wild. Let's see who will have their cake and eat it, too.
0: It's time for the Press Box. What are we having? Uh, that's just your standard regular lunch, I guess. Milk? Soup. Oh, apple
3: juice. I can read. PB&J with the crusts cut off. Well, Brian... This is a very nutritious lunch. All the food groups are represented. Did your mom marry Mr. Rogers? Uh, No, Mr. Johnson.
0: Now here's your host, Ward Weitz and Glenn Stretch-Smith, along with Aaron Sexton. And it is lunchtime in Central Texas on this
4: thirsty Thursday. (laughs)
5: Got my rock star.
4: Yes, you do.
3: One day closer to... Wish I had Friday. a Rockstar. <laughs> you want one? I got one. Yes, because I bought another brand. I'll say it. It's Prime, and it's I don't even know what that terrible. is. Terrible. Well, it it was on sale at my local discount place, bulk discount place. Which you should know. I guess I should know that. It's used <laughs> it, it, it didn't one. sell well, but I mean, it was. It's Logan Paul's energy drink. I figured it at least tastes good. It it's n- not terrible, but it's not great. Ah, uh, I'll bring you a Rockstar. I got an extra one. Oh, you're awesome. Thirsty
5: Thursday. Or it tater is. tot Thursday. I
6: tater. was gonna
5: bring in some tater tots from next door, but the line was too long. Oh well. It usually is. I know. <laughs> it's like the busiest Sonic in Texas. It is. <laughs> there you go. How about
4: Oklahoma last night getting the win over Texas to win the Big Twelve championship? I wow, they were
3: picked fifth in the preseason. They part. were. How about that? Yeah, I mean that's they that's a they were really impressive this year. No, no one thought they were going to be near as good as they were.
4: Well, they get it done again, and we'll see how the uh, tournament comes up, um, because they'll probably be the number. Well, they will be the number one seed going into the tournament, and I I think the Big Twelve women's tournament is going to be kind of kind of fun. I think I, so. I, don't, I mean, I don't really care for the conference tournaments, <laughs> but I want them to be good. Right. You know what I mean. Right.
5: You don't want them to be blowouts. No. You want excitement.
4: Yeah, that always helps, right? Yeah. Yeah. Dallas Mavericks last night get the win over Toronto stretch, 136 to 125. So they get back on that left side of the column as we said they needed to. uh, And now they'll get ready to play Boston coming up on Friday. Uh,
7: Who's won nine in a row? Yeah, it was good to see Luca last night. Go for thirty. You want to. You wanted to see them after that seven-game win streak. Then they lost two in a row, and with a tough one on a half-court buzzer beater. And and they should have gone in. You you made that point yesterday. They should have gone in Toronto and handled business, and they did. So now they got to go take on a red-hot Boston Celtics team, and maybe the best team in basketball. How about uh, the more impressive thing for me, Ward? Is I, you know I've got to be kind of corrected uh, twice. Last week I, I said the NBA was not very entertaining and I and I got it I got it shown to me that you know what maybe it is with the Mavericks and last night not much on TV I flip over and the Lakers making a little bit of a comeback against the Clippers I end up watching the end of that game 39 year old LeBron James scores 34 and they come back from double digits to beat the Clippers I these guys that continue to defy kind of the age, the age uh, outrunning father time, uh, LeBron James, Tom Brady, pretty impressive. so you know I, I'm not a big fan of LeBron, but he put on a show last night and brought him back. it would that was it, it, it was and it's the second time in uh, less than a week I've had to say, or I've had to eat a little crow and say, oh, maybe the NBA is is a little more entertaining than I thought it was. But here's what I tell you. I won't be doing, Ward. I won't be watching it tip to buzzer. <laughs> I'm not going to be doing that.
4: No, and, and because it's just it doesn't keep you entertained. They don't play defense at all. <laughs> and Defense is not even in their playbook. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, that's that's the worst part about the NBA.
3: Stretch. I want to recommend. I don't know how much YouTube you watch, but there's one channel you need to watch at least once. It's called Awful Coaching. It's a guy. He's he's just a box up in the right hand corner, and he goes over NBA games, usually about seven to ten minutes, and he just screams about how terrible the coaching is. Every coach, including Popovich, <laughs> and he and he you know he does it with the the telestrator like Madden used to do, and he goes through it how. Nobody plays defense. It's such a great watch. Where,
7: where, where is this at? It's on, it's on YouTube TV.
3: YouTube, it's regular YouTube, so it's free. Okay, and just, just uh, search awful coaching. All right. You might <laughs> get you might get
7: several answers you'll, there. You'll <laughs> love it. I love it. I oh, watch I it every night. I guarantee if you Google, I guarantee if you Google that upward, you're going to get multiple answers. But I'm not, yeah, I'll try to fi- I'll, I'll try to figure out how to get that on my rabbit ears. Which kind of which direction do you have to turn them in order to keep <laughs> that <any> southwest <laughs> southwest? <laughs> all right, all right. I'll give it a shot. LeBron
4: James last night, as you mentioned, with the comeback and authorized a 21 point fourth quarter comeback for for them. He outscored the Clippers by himself 19-16 to 16 last night.
6: Yeah, he did. That's pretty
4: impressive. I mean, you don't even have to be a LeBron James fan to be able to say one cat outscored the entire team in okay. the final
7: quarter. And you could – it was really kind of, you know, watching it, you could – it was really – you could see the momentum shift, and he got hot in the game. And, uh yeah, it was it – was, it was. It was entertaining to watch, but I – I appreciate uh, knowing about this YouTube because I'll I'll, uh, I'll certainly <laughs> certainly t- tune in to guys kind of you know that s- sit on the you know sit in their pleather beanbag chairs and eat Cheetos critiquing coaches. That'd be fun to watch.
3: <laughs> it's very entertaining. <laughs> nice.
4: I would say he's you know
3: he's very knowledgeable it, X and O's wise. Well,
4: and if if he's saying that the NBA is Hard to watch, and there's not much coaching going on, and there's not any defense being played. I'm sorry, he's spot on.
7: You're a, you're a fan, and you haven't watched five seconds of it, Ward. Yeah, I don't even know where it's at. Yeah,
4: I'm I'm already a fan of this guy. I mean, bring it on.
7: <laughs> that's and we're talking about a guy that didn't even didn't even have a damn cb radio and now he's talking about youtube getting it on youtube i like it ward you're stepping in you're stepping up a little I'm bit
4: trying to figure it all out man that's all i'm trying to do <laughs> just figure it out
7: me too me too every day did every day is a figured out day
4: did you get your chili cheese dog yesterday did you venture out or did you stay at the house
7: i did not last night I and i, and I missed i was off a day Last night I was just I was just kind of in the mood for tacos, so I and, and I pretended it was Taco Tuesday <laughs> on Wednesday evening. So you know it's, it's not hard to do, and you can you know as long as you have like I said you get get you three or four tums, you can you can choke back three some of those dairy tums. you can,
6: you
7: can <laughs> choke back those Dairy Queen tacos in a real hurry
3: man. Oh, those are so good. So underrated. <laughs> I knew so I knew underrated. would
7: chime in with that. I knew it. It's I knew it. You're on a first-name basis.
3: <laughs> it's Dairy Queen and Taco
5: Casa. They're the best. Yes. They're the best.
4: Yes. They are. Absolutely.
5: All right. <laughs> uh, national days today. National Toast Day. National what? Toast. I don't know. Toast? It's also leap year. Today's National yeah, Leap we Day. A, it's a
4: free day today.
5: Yeah, well... I'm ready to move yeah. on to March.
4: <laughs> we we would be in March if it wasn't a leap year.
5: I know, and I'm going to talk about that in Stephanie Sports Talk, oh, like you are? some athletes out there who were actually born on leap day. So I'll cover that. But
4: I saw, and I don't. I'm not going to try to steal your thunder at oh, please all. Please
5: don't. <laughs> but
4: I did see this morning where a lady is 105 years old today. But, but she's actually twenty-five. Yeah,
5: with leap year. <laughs> yeah, I saw on the news too. No, that, you're not? You, I mean,
4: <laughs> a year's a year. All
5: right, but I saw on the news this morning as well is that there was a a lady that put together all these leap year babies and they go on a cruise. So there's like seventy people that were born on leap year from around the country, February twenty Uh huh. That are on a cruise right now celebrating their birthdays. So kind of interesting.
4: I, I don't, I really don't know that, um,
5: I don't even know, but I don't even I don't know anybody that, that that's, being on a
4: cruise would coincide with celebrating a birthday. I can well, think just of saying, many different ways. I'm not going on a cruise. Celebrate for three
5: days, I guess. I, I'm not, I I'm not a cruiser. Either. I mean, neither. Too many people not, get
4: on my nerves. Not doing it. It's
3: too much sickness, it seems like. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? A, like if somebody's sick, it goes through the whole ship.
4: Well, yeah, it's just a, it's it, big Petri dish. A petri dish is exactly what it is. It's awful. Director, and the are, you, are you a guy that takes cruises?
7: Oh, are you kidding me? At 6'7", you think an elephant's going to get on <laughs> one of the ships? No. No.
3: That's also why you didn't cruise. join the Navy, right? <laughs> That's exactly right. That's exactly
7: right. Ward, no, I, I have to ask you during this first segment, and we did not at all talk about this. Give me your initial – and we don't talk politics here, but I have to know your thoughts. Tell me your thoughts on both – Joe Biden going to Brownsville and Donald Trump going to Eagle Pass on the same day. Just, I just want to know what is your initial thought? They're going down there the same day.
4: It's not a coincidence.
7: <laughs> God, I knew you were one. You're a fraternity brother of mine. It's designed to wake. <laughs> it's designed to wake people up. Would you please wake up? And Donald Trump's going to the place where it's uh, we we got magnitude ten and Biden's going to a place that they've got under control in Brownsville. Imagine oh, that. Boy. Imagine
5: that. Oh,
7: boy. <laughs> I'm, I, I don't want to talk. I don't want to get into it, but I had to bring that up. It, it is It is not a coincidence that this is happening. If you, if you can't wake up and smell the coffee on that, I, I'm not sure what I can tell you.
4: <laughs> Pretty good point. Pretty good point. I like it. This is the Press Box here on ESPN Central Texas. And... Uh, did you see where there might be a third National Signing Day added? The NCAA is going to meet on that this week and discuss adding a third day in June for <laughs> High School National Signing Day because of the transfer portal is just absolutely destroying the opportunity for high school kids in a lot of cases to play Division One football that – they're not getting those anymore because of the transfer portal and maybe this will help them.
7: Yeah, a third national signing day. Now can you can you imagine? I mean, I, I I'm I'm ready for you to strike up the Benny Hill music. <laughs> I mean, come on. What what are we what are we really doing? And I get it. They're trying to find a sweet spot and because the portal and guys are jockeying, it's taken away from the high school kid. But it's also it's such a we talked about this yesterday with Low Davis of the UVA Collective. I thought that was interesting. I, you know, it's so it, it, it's so clouded right now the whole um, the whole high school recruiting scene. What used to be the most or one of the most exciting days that first February or that first Wednesday in February, it, it's just become. I, I, I don't I don't know where it. And maybe I'm. I mean, I show my age all the time, and maybe I'm too much of an old timer or old time, you know, a, a, a traditionalist, whatever you want to say. But I, I mean, do we really need a third, a third signing day? Is that really gonna, is it really gonna help uh, universities manage their 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 classes and be able to? Um, s- and I know you know this from coaching in college. You always had to say, hey, we got to have X amount of freshmen, X amount of sophomores, juniors, you know, red shirt. fresh you gotta, you gotta balance the class. I wonder anymore if they even look at that or it's just a year to year process. And now we're gonna add another signing day to that year to year process.
4: Yeah, I think it's absolutely ridiculous to even discuss having another signing day. We don't need it. And you're right. If you're not trying to build your program then you're doing it the wrong way, but I I'm with you. I don't think that coaches any longer with the transfer portal and the NIL and, hey, you can make more money over here than you can there. Come on, play with us. I think it's a year-to-year basis, and they don't care about, you know, two years down the road what they're going to be able to do. I, I,
7: I, and maybe and maybe it's because of the pressure that's put on the coaches. You know, it's a win-now business. What have you done for me lately situation? Uh, it, it, it's just – it's such a – We've got it so backwards, so upside down right now. I we say it on here every day, Ward. What is it going to take to get this thing to where it doesn't feel like you know college football has become it's become pro football. It just it's just there's no other way around it.
4: No, you're right. There is absolutely no other way around it. Speaking of football, join us next. You'll be back, right? I'll be Are back. Are you coming later. back?
5: I'm coming back. Okay, okay, making sure. Okay,
4: You just never know about you on Thirsty Thursday.
5: Whatever.
4: All right. <laughs> coming up next, Kyle Yeomans from the Dallas Cowboys Network. He'll join us. We'll talk Cowboys next.
0: Matt Mosley, weekdays from 3 to 6 on ESPN Central Texas.
8: Mac Rhodes, you know, we've got to find a way, working with students, working with fans, where it can't be immediate. There needs to be some lag time so that the opposing team can leave safely.
9: I'm with Billis. I'd like to see more
0: arrests on the court. I'd like to see <laughs> Yeah, I bet you will. Um, <laughs> more citations, that kind of thing. Matt Mosley, weekdays from 3 to 6
10: on ESPN Central Texas hey it's always one of the biggest sales of the year and it's on right now the huge trade-in day sales event at the new volkswagen of waco trade in and trade up while we've got bigger selection and better prices great deals on used cars like BMWs and Mazda, chevys kias nissans ford broncos lots more easy credit and we're paying top dollar for trades hey it's trade-in days at volkswagen of waco at Waco.com it's a better place it's a better way to buy a car Paparolos Pizza, Waco's oldest family owned
4: pizzeria, with two locations to serve you better Valley Mills Drive and Hewitt Drive. Come down in for a unique experience or use their convenient drive thru on the way home. Order online at paparolos.com and use the coupon code online for 10% off your order. That's paparolos.com and use the coupon code online for
11: 10% off your order. Paparolos, voted the best pizza in Waco.
0: The home for Baylor Bear Baseball is ESPN Central Texas. It's time now for The
12: Naked Truck. The ongoing saga of the battle to end truck nudity. Presented by Pickup Outfitters. In this episode, Chuck has a heart-to-heart with Bubba.
11: Hey, Chuck, you said you needed to talk to me?
12: Remember when we said we'd never be afraid to tell each other anything?
11: Yeah, we was pretty turnt, but I remember.
12: Well, I need to come out and tell you this. Listen, you don't need to come out. You know I'm with Becky. Wait, what? No, this is about you. Me? Yes, Bubba. You're squatting and swaying. Me? When you pull your trailer, yes, you. But I got an HD truck. It don't matter. You still need a weight distribution hitch. I thought I had it handled. It's not safe to pull that much weight without a distribution hitch. You're a good friend. Now get over to Pickup Outfitters and get fixed up. I will. Will Bubba gain control of his trailer? Will Chuck reveal his true feelings for Bubba? Wait, what? No. Tune in again for the continuing saga of The Naked Truck. Brought to you by Pickup Outfitters of Waco.
4: Steve Myatt, a Stiefel Financial Advisor, is a proud supporter of the Baylor Bears. Since 1890, Stiefel Financial Advisors like Steve Myatt have guided investors seeking to build wealth for future generations. Call Steve Myatt at 254-399-7450 to schedule an appointment or stop by Stiefel Waco office located at 1200 West Highway 6, Stiefel, Nicholas & Company, Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE.
2: Okay everyone, check this out from De Fine Jewelers in Waco. De Fine Jewelers now has their own diamond growing machine right here in their own super lab. Yes, you've always been able to get a better premier diamond for the best price at De Fine Jewelers, but now they have their own growing chamber. Yes, they still have earthmine diamonds and a great selection of those too, but now if you're in the market for a lab grown diamond, this is a game changer because you can now get them directly from the source. No middleman markup and only the very best high color, high clarity, and high transparency material, so you can get an incredibly beautiful diamond at an amazingly low price. Come by D'Amori Fine Jewelers on Waco Drive, just past New Road, and talk about your dream diamond that will become a reality. D'Amori Fine Jewelers at D'AmoriFineJewelers.com.
0: You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios.
4: And welcome back to the press box here on ESPN Central Texas on this thirsty Thursday. Joining us now from the Dallas Cowboy Network, Mr. Kyle Yeomans. Kyle, first and foremost, congratulations on the triplets.
8: <laughs> Thank you very much, Ward. Yeah, yesterday, last week, uh, you were you were saying, "Hey, are you good for your your twelve fifteen, uh, 12, 15 time?" slot that I, that I normally get to talk to you guys on and I was like well you know I'm a little wrapped up between now and about three o'clock with, <laughs> uh, with some family stuff so I'm a little wrapped up in that uh, 302 304 and 305 we welcomed in uh, Noel Leo and Michael Yeomans into the world so very very blessed everybody's doing great the the babies are growing and they're they're eating and everything's going well and then mama's doing great as well so just very excited as a family
4: is is Daddy sleeping at all? <laughs> uh,
8: so far, yes, I, I have been. How about that? Luckily, uh, our our babies have been taken care of by the NICU uh, in in Plano, and and really they've done a great job. And we have the best medical staff, uh, in, in my opinion, in the country. And and they've been so good for us, and they've taken care of all the babies. So that way, uh, me and me and my wife can get a little bit of rest, and she can recover. and uh, yeah, it's just been it's been such a blessing here over the last uh, almost a week now. Great, that's crazy um, to even think about it. We got to hold Michael for the first time today. Uh, that was the first baby we were able to hold uh, since they were so premature. So that was just uh, an incredible moment that I'll I'll definitely never forget. And that happened this morning.
4: Well, congratulations, Kyle. I'm really proud for you, and I know that you are going to enjoy it so so much. Cowboys oh, yeah. and training and uh, the combine going on right now. Stephen Jones is down there. He tries to walk back a little bit on the all-in statement that Jerry Jones gave. What do you take on that?
8: Yeah, I, I think it it might have been a bit of a hedging the bet to a certain extent. I, I think it doesn't change the overall mentality of they they want to be competitive and they want to win. Uh, but early on, it was, it was Jerry talking about wagering the future and, and saying it doesn't matter what we do down the line. We've got to win now. And, and I do believe that might be the Jerry Jones approach. Uh, I, I don't know if that's the Stephen Jones approach. I mean, as you've known, Stephen's taken a bigger and bigger role in this, this whole ordeal over the last couple of seasons. And uh, he does have a legitimate say inside the front office on what happens from a roster acquisition standpoint, and he is on the competition committee and he does have a big voice in each of those rooms. And I I just really think he, he doesn't want to wager the future. He feels like there is a chance that this roster is close uh, and he doesn't want to go and, and blow things up, but also with the state of where you are right now, you kind of are wagering it to a certain extent. Everybody's on a one-year deal. Your head coach, Your entire coaching staff, all one-year deals. Corbett currently is on a deal that would have him going into a contract year if they don't work out an extension. I do expect an extension to happen. But if it doesn't, then all of a sudden he's in a contract. Now, and it's mostly just hedging the bet and maybe trying to – I don't think it changes a ton in the whole grand scheme.
7: God, you talk about Stephen Jones taking more of an active role, and he came out front talking to the media there at the Combine, and, and he let everybody know we're not going to give any updates on Dak's situation. You, you read anything to what Stephen's doing and his posture with that? Uh, I think it's a
8: negotiation tactic. I mean, he knows that the leverage is pretty squarely on, on Dak Prescott. $59 million of a cap hit. Uh, there's really no incentive for Dak other than security to, to get a job or get an extension done. I mean, his cap hit will go down if they get the extension done and they're able to restructure that contract. But if he doesn't get the, the extension done, he's getting paid nearly $60 million in his pocket this year. So uh, it, it, the, the leverage is squarely with Dak Prescott. So I think this was maybe just Stephen Jones saying, I'm not going to talk about this really at all. I want to try kind of keep it close to the chest. I don't want to put anything out there that would either uh, ruffle flat feathers in Dak's party or uh, ultimately what it would look like from a, a team standpoint. So uh, mostly negotiation, and that's not uncommon. They do that with pretty much anybody negotiating contracts with. They, they don't uh, like to put it out in the media unless they absolutely have to or it is a part of the negotiation. They just haven't reached to that part that point yet.
4: Kyle Yeomans with the Cowboys Network with us on the Press Box on ESPN Central Texas. And Kyle, Mike McCarthy not going to the Combine. Good for him. I stand right by him. You know my feelings on the Combine. But is there any other question marks that maybe some people are saying, well, why is he not here?
8: Uh, I I think from an optics standpoint, it, it does look a little bit odd, especially after he had been at the Combine each of the last couple years since he was hired in 2020. Uh, it's really as simple as this Uh, earlier in the the season, even before the the end of the season came along against green Bay, this decision was already made. It was already known that he wasn't going to be at the combine. And it was mostly because he thought he was required to go and required to be available for, for the interview process in in the media. And uh, he's gone out there almost every year, or he has gone out there every year and he's talked with the media. He's had lunch with us. Um, And he's had kind of that connection. And once he found out it wasn't required of him, he said, oh, well, I can still do the most important part of these, the draft process, and that is the interviews virtually. And so whenever they do have these formals and you see that the staff is talking with these players, they're also talking with Mike McCarthy. They have him on the phone. They have him on the computer. They have him there virtually. So he's able to input his info into those conversations just as much as he has previously. So uh, it's not really much different than what he's done in the past. He's really just shown up for a day or two, knocked out some media availability, been there for a couple of formal interviews, and then got back home anyways. So instead of being there for 48 hours and and checking the boxes, uh, he's able to get more done in Dallas and then still have the input in all of the formal interviews here in, in
7: town. You talk about McCarthy, you know, staying back at the star and doing what he needed to do. Do you know if Mike Zimmer is at the combine? And if so, is he involved in the interviews or is it Will McClay that's running that right now?
8: Well, normally it is Will that's going to run it regardless. He's kind of the, the early voice, he's the first and last voice, those, those prospects here in those meetings. Uh, but Zimmer's back in Dallas as well. Zimmer's still here. Uh, he's not going to make his way out there. They do have staff represented. I know Linda Wells, the. Tight end coaches out there. There's a couple other position coaches that have made the trip uh, to Indy, so they they have representation from the coaching staff. But both Mike McCarthy and Mike Zimmer are here uh, in Dallas. But he also, when it's a defensive prospect, uh, he, usually they put McCarthy on first. And they say, "Hey, here's your here's our head coach, Mike McCarthy." They introduce the prospect. They get him in that virtual meeting, and then uh, usually whenever McCarthy's segment is done, they go right into Mike Zimmer and McCarthy usually hands it off and says, hey, uh, here's our defensive coordinator, and they go right into it there.
4: Kyle, looking at the offseason and what they have to do in the offseason, where is Diggs and Overshone right now? Are they going to be ready for training camp?
8: Uh, from everything that I've heard, they're progressing well. And, and I think it, it helps the fact that their injuries both happened so early, mm-hmm. Uh Overshown was in, of course, the preseason, and then Trayvon Diggs was in week three. So you you, you have an opportunity, I think, for both of those guys to be at full strength. I, I think they'll be available. I think that's the question. Is is it full strength come training camp? But I, I don't think there's a whole lot of concern about the, the way that they'll be available whenever uh, Oxnard comes around here in July.
7: Carl, is there any feeling on prioritizing uh, free agent-wise the defensive backs, whether that be Lewis, uh, uh, Stephon, Gilmore, it, 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 have they kind of tipped their hand as to what maybe, again, priority-wise they're looking for in the secondary?
8: Yeah, I think it's it's interesting. Uh, the approach from a defensive standpoint holistically uh, is, is going to tell a lot about how this front office views the team. Uh, right now, I think the emphasis – from a draft standpoint, is to get better in the interior of your defense. And that's all three levels. That's the inside of your defensive line, the, the middle of your linebacking core, and then your safeties. If you can get better in the middle of your defense through the draft and possibly through free agency, you feel really good about it. But you feel good about your edge rushers. You might want to add somebody uh, at some point. You definitely want to try and get Dorrance Armstrong back because he's been a productive member of your team. Uh, But at the cornerback spot, it's kind of a sneaky need. And and that's where it gets really interesting is you look outside and you have the production from Trayvon, you have the production from Deron Bland, uh, but then you've got two guys like Gilmore and Lewis that are veterans that have been in your building and you would love to have them back, but it may be one or the other. You may not be able to bring both Gilmore and Lewis back uh, if you want to beef up the interior of your defense. So, there's possible decisions that have to be made there, and, and you never know how the, the legal tampering period can go. That comes up starting March 11th. Uh, teams can start trying to, to sign and get deals together. That's where you start seeing the, the term agreed to terms uh, instead of signing players. That's where you kind of see that element of the offseason. And if you end up losing out on either one of those two guys or you make the decision yourself to say, hey, maybe we should move on from Stefan Gilmore or Jordan Lewis, then it, it automatically turns the attention back to the cornerback position. And, and I think we've seen a little bit of that this week in Indianapolis. They've had uh, four interviews formally with cornerbacks, and some of those uh, four interviews have been very high-touted prospects. I'm talking like first-round graded and second-round graded prospects. So uh, there's still a possibility they, they put a bit of an emphasis in the draft at corner, uh, but I think it's really a backup plan to if something were to happen and they weren't able to retain uh, either Stephon Gilmore or Jordan Lewis.
4: Kyle Yeomans with the Cowboys Network with us here on the Press Box on ESPN Central Texas. Kyle, is free agency the answer for running back?
8: I think it's part of the answer, maybe half of the answer. And you're going to hear this from me all offseason, Ward. I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, I like pairing veterans with, Rookies. I, I've always been a huge proponent of that. And if you have veterans, that's great. If you have veterans at certain positions, you gotta you gotta make sure that they are good. I mean, look at what uh, Sean Lee did with Leighton Vander Esch. Look at what Leighton Vander Esch did with Demone Clark. And uh, now you don't have a linebacker, uh, a, a veteran linebacker. I think you need to add one, and then draft one. You don't have a veteran running back. I think you need to add one in free agency. And I, need you, I think you need to draft one for the future as well. So, yeah, I think half of the answer lies at the running back position in the veteran market. You've got a great market out there. Of course, you're going to hear of Derrick Henry. You're going to hear of Josh Jacobs. You're going to hear of Tony Pollard still. Uh, but if you really want to make a splash, you've got to find uh, a veteran running back. And then I think you've got to pair him with a, a youthful, uh, talented rookie that you can continue to, to move into a role. And that worked out previously when you had Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard. You had a guy who had been there for a couple of years, and then Tony Pollard kind of took over that role. Uh, and when those two were really firing on all cylinders, you were running the football better than you had previously. So, uh, yeah, it, it draft and free agency, you can add both of those guys. I think you'd need both elements to be successful running the rock.
7: We know how successful, speaking of that, that the Cowboys' offensive line has been with Tyron Smith and when he's in the lineup. Right now, yeah. do you think uh, where they stand, Tyron is inclined to give the da- uh, the Dallas Cowboys kind of a uh, team-friendly situation? I'm not going to say hometown discount because I don't think that ever works out. I don't think they ever mm-hmm. sign for less dollars. But do you see Tyron giving the, the Cowboys a, a more team-friendly situation?
8: Yeah, I think it's a possibility, uh, mostly because Dallas has has stuck through and, and remained loyal to Tyrant to a certain extent. And I mean, I'm not inside Tyrant's head, and, and I don't know how much he views it as loyalty, uh, but he's gone through seasons uh, and games and weeks and months and stretches where he's unavailable for this team, and yet every time he's back and available, he goes right back in and plugs and plays at the left tackle spot. Uh, They didn't replace him with Tyler Smith when they probably could have. Uh, They instead used both of those guys and and Tyler Smith has excelled at the guard position. And I think that plays into a a role to a certain extent, but also uh, it it helps Tyron Smith. And he knows that if he's going to stick around and he is going to really take advantage of these last couple years of his career, the best place might be here in Dallas. And so yeah, I, I think there's an element of loyalty to it, and if that's the case, then you you might see Tyrant back on a team-friendly deal. But it, it, it's still uh, it's still going to be a sizable fee to keep him around because he is, when healthy, playing as one of the best offensive tackles in football. So uh, it, it plays a factor, but it just really depends on what that number's going to look like in the end.
4: Kyle, I saw a stat on Zach Martin that just absolutely – me a little bit he's had seven career pro bowls and seven career holding penalties how's that even yeah. possible
8: yeah and he had two holding penalties this past year so it was <laughs> six and five going into the, this past season so uh yeah it's it's really incredible and, and that's the other part of this entire off season that's that's scary to a certain extent and and Maybe that's why Jerry Jones came out and said the all-in approach, and you mm-hmm. want to wager your future because you want to win now. You got to win now because you have Zach Martin, because you have Dak Prescott, because you have uh, Trayvon and Mike uh, and uh, DeRon Bland playing at a high level. You have these pieces now, but then in the future, you're not going to have Zach Martin. You may not even have Tyron Smith next year. Uh, you've got. C.D. Lamb coming up into a contract situation. you got Micah Parsons that's going to be in a contract situation at some point in the future. Uh, you've got to pay Durant at some point. But it's, it's, it sounds like it's a mountain to climb, and it is from time to time anyways in the NFL. But when you look at it, that's what makes this such a crucial offseason. Because if you really look at the, the future of this, this organization – you've got to hit on whatever you do this year and whether or not you're going to win immediately uh, is yet to be seen because that's why they play the football games guys. I mean, remember that, but you, you also have so many future talent that's teeter tottering on the brink of this whole thing, just looking completely different. And maybe some Cowboys fans want that. I know there are some out there that certainly would like to just blow it up and try try it again. Uh, But I think you're, you're close closer than you think with this roster and into really being a, a legitimate championship contender. Uh, it just hasn't worked out for you to this point.
4: Now, with that being said, just how open is this window? In my opinion, it's rapidly closing, but I don't know.
8: Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think that's, that's kind of it, in in layman's terms. That's exactly what we were just talking about. I, I right. If, if, if you're looking at this window, it's got one or two years left in, and, and uh, you can extend your window by drafting exceptionally well. I think to a certain extent they've done that already. You, you get lucky with a fifth-round pick uh, and Deron Bland turning into an all-pro corner. You get lucky with trading down because you didn't like some of the, the, the corner options going off the board in the 2021 draft. You, you settle in with a guy named Micah Parsons uh, a couple picks later, and then you, you pick up a third-round pick there, too. Um, you, you get lucky with drafting Dak Prescott in the fourth round that he turns into what is now an all pro quarterback. Yeah. You've gotten to this point and you've extended your window probably past what it should have been initially by drafting well, and by making additions uh, to that, that draft class. But if you don't draft well, which last year this team didn't draft well for at least rookie impact uh, it's going to hinder your window and you didn't get any impact out of your rookie class from 2023 so if you, you, you lay an egg in 2024 from a draft standpoint and you don't add any extra talent from a free agency level, then all of a sudden you're looking at one or two years and all of, you're, you're now going to have to build around what you've got or try something different.
4: What are your expectations for Mike Zimmer in this defense? Is this defense better or worse? I,
8: I think they're going to be better in certain areas and worse in
11: certain areas. And I know
8: that's kind of a lame answer. But I don't expect them to be as prolific at takeaways. I don't think they take the football away and they'll be as aggressive at taking the football away as they have been under Dan Quinn. Uh, But I think they'll be more disciplined, which was certainly a problem, and they'll be a better run-stuffing team. And and part of that is because of the emphasis put in roster acquisition in stopping the run in the first place. You, you've got to find a way to slow down teams that want to run it through the the heart of your defense. Uh, will they still be good at rushing the passer? I think so. As long as you have Michael Parsons, I think you're going to be pretty darn good at that. Uh, you, are you still going to have interceptions? Yes, with Rob Bland and Trayvon Diggs, you probably will. And Al Harris plays a factor into that too. Uh, but are you going to have the same level of takeaways? you Are going to say, have the same level of, uh, of impact plays. Are you going to limit the big play as much as Dan Quinn has the last couple years? I, I don't think it's a given. So certain areas, yes, they will improve. Other areas they probably won't. And I think in, in the end, you're going to see this defense as a totality, uh, hopefully fit the mold of what you need out of this defense as opposed to kind of playing in their own game.
4: With the NFC East where it is now, new coaches being with teams and and some disruption on other rosters. How confident are you for the first time in seeing a repeat in a division winner with this Cowboys team?
8: (laughs) That's the thing is you can look at it all you want and say, hey, this team's destined to repeat, but I don't think you can say that inside the NFC. Right. I mean, there's a team that went to the Super Bowl last year, and they didn't even repeat. So uh, I'd say my confidence level is low uh, because there's a lot of change with this team, too. There's a lot of change with what the Cowboys are doing right now, and we haven't even seen the, the heart of it. You're just seeing it from free agency and what they have in front of them, uh, and, and we really don't know what the the actual all-in, quote-unquote, approach is going to look like. It may not be an approach at all. It may just be, hey, let's let's continue to, to piece together what we can and move forward. So, yeah, I'd say my, my confidence level that this team is close enough is there and if they do make the moves and they draft well enough yeah they'll be right back in the fold again but i i think until you see a team repeat in the nfc east it's going to be hard for me to really put down a, a whole <laughs> level of confidence to get it done
4: kyle Yeomans with the cowboys network with us on the press box on espn central texas kyle once again congratulations enjoy the kiddos thanks for your time today have a great weekend and we'll talk to you next week man
8: yeah sounds good guys hey i'll be down in uh beautiful waco texas tomorrow night i'll get, uh, oh. I'll get down there and, and calling some baylor baseball against uh, oral roberts on espn plus
4: oh good we look forward to seeing you
8: there you go safe uh, travels down there all right yep.
4: kyle i'll see you at the ballpark have a great day all
8: right sounds good see
4: ya all right there he goes kyle yeoman's cowboys network with us here in the press box on espn central texas coming up next she's back
13: Baylor Bear Basketball all season long here on ESPN Central Texas.
2: The Bears back home in Foster Pavilion Saturday hosting the Kansas Jayhawks. 1130 for the countdown to tip off. High noon tip off Saturday.
13: Join Baylor Athletics Hall of Famer Pat Nunley and the voice of the Bears John Morris for Baylor Bear Basketball right here on ESPN Central Texas.
14: Don't miss the all-new Belton Premier Gun Show at the Bell County Expo Center this weekend only. Hundreds of tables of guns, knives, ammo, and accessories. Whether a first-time buyer or looking for that special piece to add to your gun, knife, or military collection, they have what you're looking for. Visit their website, beltongunshow.com or call 817-732-1194. The Belton Premier Gun Show at the Bell County Expo Center this weekend only.
9: Witt Building Supplies, your one and only trusted building supplies company now has two locations, same great quality, same great prices, two great locations. Gatesville and Marlin Witt Building Supplies proudly offer a comprehensive selection, metal building systems to meet all your construction needs. With our extensive range of materials, we ensure you'll have everything you need, commitment to quality and customer satisfaction. We strive to exceed your expectations. Visit our new and second location in Marlin, Texas, just down the road from higher prices crisis. It's the time of year to enjoy life. Stop letting that pain in your joints keep you from doing what you want to do this spring. It is Matt Mosley ESPN Central Texas. Call QC Kinetics now. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in regenerative medicine. I'm talking lasting joint pain relief with no surgery, no drugs, and no downtime. Pro athletes have been doing this for decades, but now this life-changing treatment is available for you so you can walk and run and climb stairs play golf play tennis move again pain free qc kinetics has tens of thousands of satisfied patients who have reclaimed their mobility call qc kinetics for a free consultation call 254-415-4100 254-415-4100 qc kinetics 254 415
0: Zero, zero. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live
14: from the Allen Samuel Studios.
12: At Richard Carr, we give you.
14: Supply, cd the details. Richard Carr Motors is turning 25, and we're celebrating with our anniversary savings event. Get a premium ride in uncommon style for a common price in a Buick Envision. Right now, save $4,750 on a new 2023 Buick Envision at Richard Carr Buick. Plus, qualified buyers get 0.9% financing and no payments for 90 days. Call now, get here now, or log on now, and get 25th anniversary sales savings on a new Buick at Richard Carr today. At Richard
2: Carr, we give you more.
1: Realtor with Coldwell Banker Apex to find my website, Facebook, and more.
2: Established in 2007 and independently owned, Alliance Bank Central Texas is committed to helping families and businesses meet their financial goals. From their tellers to their board of directors, they know the importance of superior service and competitive products. Customers have confidence knowing that their financial business is in good hands. Alliance Bank Central Texas with two Waco locations also in Temple and Georgetown and at AllianceBankTexas.com. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. Time now for
0: Stephanie Sports Talk. A look at sports through the eyes of Stephanie. As only she could do with the Googles. Presented by Advanced Leveling House and Foundation Repair. Epperson Tractor. La Fiesta Restaurant and Cantina. Mosby's Land Management. Stiefel Investments. Volkswagen of Waco. She's back. Ta-da. <laughs> wow.
5: Right? Mm-hmm. Man, Good. if you look outside the studio window, it looks like it's winter. Like. It's hazy Great. gray. It's Aaron's favorite weather. <laughs> Well, today is leap year, or leap day, leap year.
4: This is a leap year, and this is the day that makes it a leap year, February 29th. Right.
5: So most children today in school at recess, they're playing leapfrog. Did you know that?
4: Now, how do you know?
5: I read it on the Googles.
4: Oh, well, then it must be
5: true. It is. So I'm going to give you some fun facts, and then I'm going to tell you some athletes, some names I know, some I don't, who were actually born... And leap year, you ready? Okay. Here's here's the thought. Without leap day, our calendar would be off by about twenty four days every century, or every one hundred years. Mm-hmm. I don't really know what that means. It, it <laughs> balances
4: the calendar out. There That's you go. We do it.
5: All right. There is,
4: and it, and it helps the calendar ensure that you stay in sync with the Earth's revolutions.
5: Okay. Yeah. That's over my head. Ugh. There is, a one, there is a 1 in 1,461 chance of being a Leap Day baby. That's How many? 1,461 chance. Wow. I know. Okay. Here are some athletes that were born on Leap Day. John Chaney. Do you know that name? He played in the NBA between 1949 and 1950. I don't know because I wasn't born. But he was best known for his success at Temple College as the basketball coach mm-hmm. from 1982 to 2006. Yes, he was. Now
6: you know who he is. hmm
5: mm-hmm. And he was very successful there. He was also inducted into the uh, Basketball Hall of Fame. So he was born on leap day. Interesting, right? Okay. okay I'm probably going to screw this guy's name up, so please forgive me. Von Tigo, Von Tigo Cummings. He was born in Georgia in 1976. He was drafted by the Indiana Pacers in 1999 and then traded to the Golden State Warriors and played there just for two seasons from 1999 to 2001. And okay. then he went over to Europe and played. So, there you go. Chucky Brown. He played at North Carolina State and he also played for 12 different teams in the NBA. Okay. Okay. That's a lot of that's a lot of teams. It is. I wonder if you that's ever. That's unusual. I know. I wonder if you ever forgot what team he was on. Probably not. <laughs> I to <should> say. <laughs> yeah,
4: I bet he kind of had an oh, idea. Oh yeah,
5: here I am. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Al is it Rosen or Rossen? Uh, he was born on leap day in nineteen twenty four. And he was a third baseman for ten seasons with the Cleveland Indians from nineteen forty seven to nineteen fifty six. Okay. Interesting. Okay. He was also an All Star. All Star that appeared in nineteen fifty two World Series championship. Hmm. This is a lot of people I don't know about, but here we go. Eric Kendricks. Okay. He was born in nineteen ninety two on Leap Day. And he's a linebacker for the Los Angeles Chargers since the 2023 season. Okay. You know him?
6: Mm-hmm. Okay.
5: So there you have him. Cam Ward, a retired ice hockey goaltender, was born in 1984, and he spent most of his entire professional career with the Carolina Hurricanes. Okay. Okay. Here's some more. Colin Jones, Olympic medal-winning swimmer. Henry Richard, he was a hockey player. Monty Kiffin, football coach,
6: mm-hmm.
5: Pepper Martin, uh, Major League Baseball, Taylor Twelman, soccer player, and Jessica Long, a Paralympic swimmer. Those were the only, there might be more, but those were the only athletes I could find that were born on leap day. Okay. Very so, nice. Pre- pretty interesting, right? Yes. I try to go through, like, stats and stuff, but some of it was over my head. <laughs> <laughs> so, I just, like, forget it. But <laughs> Anyway, it ain't so. It ain't so. Oh, and get this. The Summer Olympic Games are held every four years on leap years. Did you know that?
4: Yes, the last leap year was 2020.
5: 20, so now we're here in 2024.
4: Which is the, so the next Paris one Olympics. In,
5: yeah, and the next one will be in 2028. Very nice. See how I did that? 2032. Four plus four. See? Yeah. That's how I did
4: that. Four plus four.
5: <laughs> get it?
4: <laughs> I, I get it.
5: All right, here's the... Makes
4: me think of Jethro, but I get it.
5: (laughs) Who's Jethro? Come on. From Beverly Hillbillies or whatever. Oh, gosh. I liked that show.
4: He was always ciphering.
5: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Now, get this. You ready? No. When it is a leap year on leap day, over in Greece, they celebrate by playing soccer, and it allows the women to propose to their men on marriage, but only on leap day. So, what? Yeah. So you go to your little village and y'all play soccer. hmm And then after the game, you know, your girlfriend can come up and that's the only time that they're allowed to propose. It's a Greece tradition.
4: Hmm. Okay. Okay, so Scott, you like if you're listening. Oh, no, don't.
5: <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> but, yeah, so that's what they do over in Greece. On 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 a leap day leap year,
4: what do I we see. do here for leap year? Besides play leap frog, which I don't buy for one minute.
5: Why wouldn't you play leapfrog? Because kids
4: nowadays like... probably don't even know what leapfrog frog is. Well,
5: my nieces and nephews do.
4: I bet they do. Yeah. No way. Yeah. My kids nowadays don't know that.
5: Yeah, I think yes. Why would if, if it's not in... on
4: a computer screen or on a phone, they don't well, know how to play it.
5: I agree, but. Hear me out. If you're in elementary school, you still go to recess or P.E. class. If I'm a P.E. coach, I'm going to teach these kids, like, do, le- you know, those relay races or you play leapfrog and jump. Whoever gets to the finish line first, your team wins. Okay. So I would think they would know. Physical education. Mm. But I don't think we do anything in the United States. I mean, I try to find something. You could go to a sports game, I guess. But, you could, but if I was born on leap day, I would celebrate my birthday on the twenty eighth, the twenty ninth, and the first. I would.
4: You get three days for your birthday. The twenty ninth is only here every four years, so you wouldn't be able to do that except once. Every
5: I know, but years. every year, then I would just celebrate on the twenty eighth and, and the first. first. Uh-huh. It's get, better than me get, celebrating my birthday a whole month like I do now.
4: Well, that's true.
5: I'm just saying. But there you go. That's what you've got on leap, on leap day, leap year. So there are some people out there who were professional athletes that actually,
6: you know.
4: Born on this day.
5: Mm-hmm. Interesting.
4: I wonder, other than professional athletes, I wonder if there is a lot of birthdays on well, February 29th.
5: Rapper Joe ja Rule, he was born.
6: Okay. Ja, Rule. ja
5: whatever. <laughs> I, I said it how it looks. <laughs> he was born on Leap Year. Uh, that motivational speaker, what was his name? Anthony Robbins? Is it Anthony Robbins? I think that's, he was born on Leap Year. Okay. There are several actors out there, but um, I couldn't tell you who they are. But yeah, there's people out there who were born. I actually had a professor in college once that was. Leap Year baby? hmm That's the only person I know born on Leap Year.
4: Okay, so here's some traditions of Leap Year.
5: Play leapfrog.
4: <laughs> I have gotten to that yet, but you mentioned in Greece it was okay for the women to propose on on this date, on February 29th. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's also a British and Irish tradition for women to propose marriage to their partner on leap day.
5: Hmm. I'm part Irish.
4: <laughs> Stop it. I am. <laughs> Dates back to the 15th century. Uh, so there you go. That's- Julius
5: Caesar started leap here, actually. He started it. Mm -hmm. It was his idea.
4: Hmm. In in Greece and other Mm -hmm. countries, Mm -hmm. getting married on the 29th is considered bad luck and thought to lead to divorce.
5: I can see that because you forget when you're.
4: You you could forget,
5: or you're just like, "Hey, you're not not going to have an anniversary." Exactly.
4: That'd be a bad idea. Who would do that? I don't know. Who would get married? Hmm.
5: That's funny, though, actually. <laughs> but anyways, that's, that's it, your sports talk for today, Ward. Well, I'm not through yet. Oh, here we go. <laughs> in Taiwan,
4: it's believed that the elderly are more likely to die in a leap year than any other time. Well, that's just depressing. Why? Because
5: they're one day older?
4: I, I don't know. Interesting. That's depressing.
5: Well, way to depress everybody, Ward.
4: All right, here is the way to celebrate. You're asking how you celebrate.
5: Okay, let's go
4: for it. Fame bartender Harry Craddock created a special leap day cocktail for guests at his hotel in London. The recipe dates back to 1928 and was published in his book, The Savory Cocktail Book.
6: Okay. What's in it?
4: It is two ounces of gin, Ugh. half ounce of Grand Maronais, Ugh. half ounce of sweet vermouth, Ew. And a dash of fresh lemon juice.
5: That sounds awful.
4: Yeah, it doesn't sound like that's very much of a celebration. Maybe that's why
5: they only drink it every four years. <laughs>
4: <laughs> All right. Thanks, Steph. All right. Coming up next, we'll get back to uh, some college basketball right here on the Press Box.
13: Baylor Bear Baseball with Derek Smith and Tom Barfield on ESPN Central Texas.
2: Baylor Baseball, home at Baylor Ballpark this weekend, hosting a three-game series against ORU. Games Friday at 6.30, Saturday at 2, and Sunday at 1 for Baylor ORU Baseball this weekend. This is
13: the home of Baylor Bear Baseball. ESPN Central Texas.
10: Hey, when you get that tax refund check, don't blow it. Shop the big trade-in days. salesman. Happening right now at the all-new Volkswagen of Waco. Come on. Tax time, car time. And we've got a great selection of brand spanking new Volkswagen Taos, Jetta, Tiguan, lots more. Easy credit, and we're paying top dollar for trades. It's happening right now? Trade-in days at Volkswagen of Waco and Volkswagenofwaco.com. Hey, look, it's a better place. It's a better way to buy a car. Don't miss the all-new
14: Belton Premier Gun Show at the Bell County Expo Center this weekend only. Hundreds of tables of guns, knives, ammo, and accessories. Whether a first-time buyer or looking for that special piece to add to your gun, knife, or military collection, they have what you're looking for. Visit their website, beltongunshow.com or call 817-732-1194. The Belton Premier Gun Show at the Bell County Expo Center this weekend only. Paparolo's Pizza,
4: Waco's oldest family owned pizzeria, with two locations to serve you better Valley Mills Drive and Hewitt Drive. Come down in for a unique experience or use their convenient drive thru on the way home. Order online at paparolo's.com and use the coupon code online for 10% off your order. That's paparolo's.com and use the coupon code online for 10% off your order. Paparolo's, voted the best
0: pizza in Waco. Your home for the world champion Texas Rangers. ESPN, Central Texas. The most common
9: form of treatment for the arthritic joints is normally cortisone injections and gel shots and over-the-counter medications. And most patients have tried all of that and are still in pain.
2: Every day, Dr. Aaron Wolkoff, a QC Kinetics medical director, meets patients who have exhausted every method to get relief. They've been told surgery is their
9: only option. And they want to stay away from that path, and they come to us almost as the last hope. So we're using our own body's properties to help manage pain, to help slow arthritis down, keep the patient active with no downtime, and getting back to what they enjoy doing.
2: I mean, I love what I do. QC Kinetics regenerative treatments from our board-certified providers help heal and restore aching joints. No surgery, harmful drugs, or downtime. Call for your free consultation today. Call QC Kinetics, 254-415-4100. That's 254-415-4100. 254-415-4100.
12: Where are they at? Um, I thought they were right here. A lot of truck owners are wondering what happened. This is where I came last time. What happened to them? Some are getting worried.
6: What's your emergency?
5: I can't find them. They're not
12: here. We get it. For 26 years, Pickup Outfitters has been battling truck nudity from our comfy little spot on Lake Air Drive. But we needed more space, and we wanted our customers to have better parking and to be more comfortable. So just like our customers upgrading their truck, we upgraded our location at Pickup Outfitters. Our new location is right there on Waco Drive, just a half mile from our old location, 4535 West Waco Drive, in between the old Richie's Western Wear and Diamore Jewelers. So if you need a new bed cover, steps, bumper, winch, anything for your truck, come see us at the brand new Pickup Outfitters, 4535 West Waco Drive. Check us
0: out online at createacommotion.com. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. The flagship station for Baylor basketball is ESPN Central Texas.
4: And welcome back to the Press Box here on ESPN Central Texas, hour number two on this Thirsty Thursday. Coming up next segment, your boy Q will join us from game night on ESPN, and we'll talk some NFL with your boy Q. Last night in the Big 12. It was Iowa State number eight beating Oklahoma 58 to 45. And UCF gets another win over Oklahoma State uh, on the road 77 to 71 in Big 12 men's action last night. And so things coming down to the final week of games. And there's a big slate coming up on Saturday, and none bigger than number seven, Kansas. At number fifteen, Baylor.
7: And and, and <clears throat> Ward, what I like is, that, and then help me out. Doesn't Baylor have to come right back and play Texas right after that game? Yeah, on Monday night. Yeah, I mean that's a tough stretch for sure. Uh, and and you know with Texas going out and doing what they did uh, the other night and handling Tech, it'll be interesting to see how they come back. Uh, you know, having Oklahoma State at home because you got to have to maintain your intensity through what was a very emotional and big victory at Tech and then having to go, you know, having to come to Waco and play the Bears. So I agree with you. This is going to be a – it's going to be a a challenging – uh, week for for really all of those coaches in the Big Twelve, and I know you don't like that tournament mentality, but some of these teams are going to have to get one or two wins in order to secure themselves a chance to go to the dance. So how they manage their time right now, how they play their how they play their guys, it's it's going to be uh it'll be it'll be it'll make for a fun and entertaining watch for sure.
4: I, I I think it's going to be, you know, there's going to be several teams that are going to have to try to get into the dance through the tournament. But I also know that going into the Big 12 tournament, I think you're probably pretty safe in, saying Houston and Kansas and Iowa State and probably Baylor as well will already have their seating in the NCAA tournament. And no matter what they do in the Big 12 tournament, it's not going to change that.
7: Uh, you know, I, you're probably right, but I, I'll say this: that uh, when you when you think about uh, Baylor in particular, I, I, I do think that they're going to they're going to need to to have the showing in order to. But I'm talking about these last three games to 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 play the way they played all year in order to maintain that because could you imagine if you had to I mean if the if if the committee sent you for, you know even though you you say the seed is the same where did I I'm not sure where they even have Baylor going right now is it still out, are they still have them going out west and I haven't checked that lately but regardless I think it will be interesting to see how certain the coaches whether it's coach terry whether it's coach drew how they manage their teams to, to to get them playing the best ball going into the tournament
4: right now they've got baylor in the midwest in detroit as the fourth seed and, and i don't see them getting any higher no matter what they do
7: yeah yeah and you and, and you might be right i what I, I'm, I'm what I'm wondering is would they would they take them out of say a midwest seed and put them somewhere else that's 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 what I'm wondering
4: yeah I don't I don't think that happens very often uh I, I just don't and, and again unless they go in and, and win the big 12 tournament but I don't think that that's on Scott Drew's mind and I don't think that behooves the Bears to even have that happen I mean I look you like to win every game you play in right that that's important. But I think just like the year they won the national championship, they were one and done in the Big 12. And one of the reasons why they won the national championship or a big part of it is because they got to rest their legs a little bit after going through this meat grinder of a conference. If you're in some other conference, I don't think it's that big a deal. If you're in this conference, I think you've got to get your legs back under you before you start the absolute grind of the NCAA tournament.
7: Well, and you're right. I mean, I'm not disagreeing with you at all from a coaching perspective, because you got You got to know and have your finger on the pulse of your players and understanding how they, are, you know, how they're doing, how they're, how they are feeling. Are they? Are we practicing too much? How do we practice? Do we need to have more, you know, just shoot around situations? So, how those guys manage that is is uh, that's that's why they get paid the big bucks, Ward.
4: Yeah, uh, the other team in that Midwest Detroit out of the Big 12 is Texas Tech. They dropped to the seventh seed uh, after that loss to Texas. So they're in the same area as the Bears in the Los Angeles. Now, this is just a, all predictions. This this is not set in stone or anything else because, you know, on Selection Sunday you know, anything could probably happen. TCU, in the eighth seed in Los Angeles in the West and. The Texas Longhorns, the 10th seed, and Kansas, all in that same West Division in Los Angeles, and they're the 10th seed right now out of that one. Uh, In the East, in Boston, Oklahoma is the 8th seed right now. And how about McNeese State, a 12th seed, projecting uh, that same deal. Iowa State, the other Big 12, or one of the other Big 12 teams, in that uh, bracket uh, and they are sitting in the third slot as the third team and BYU in the seventh slot in the Boston bracket. And in Dallas, the South bracket, the number one seed right now is the Houston Cougars. And that's probably appropriate for the Cougars. I don't, you know, if you're Houston, y- your schedule going the rest of the way here, it. You can't let somebody sneak up on you, you know. It's-
7: oh no, exa- it's exactly right. Because guess what? You just mentioned it. Travel, how that wears on your body. I'm telling you, coming out of that, coming out of the Big 12 tournament, and being able to come up the road and play in Dallas instead of having to go, you know, L.A., Detroit, Boston. It sounds a lot more appealing to be able to get through these first rounds of the tournament being close to home and not having to switch time zones.
4: Yeah, that's that's a great point. For the Cougars, they're at Oklahoma coming up on Saturday. Then they're at UCF and then they get Kansas at home to finish out the Big 12 schedule. That I mean, that may not be the easiest thing for the Cougars to navigate through that.
7: Well, and you and you talked about it. So then how does coach Sampson Get his team. Uh, They won't have a first round matchup in the Big Twelve. I don't even think they'll have a first two round matchup. No, they won't. If if that's right. So then you got to get them rested. You got to how you practice them, what you do with your time, and and how you how you get yourself ready to play. You want to play well in the tournament. I mean, I'm I'm talking about the Big Twelve tournament. You don't want to go out and, and 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 throw a stinker early. So. You know how you how you manage that situation and how you manage that travel time and how you practice your team is all something that experience is going to show. And Kelvin Sampson, very experienced coach, I'm sure he'll have you know his U of H team ready. And that that the thing to me that separates them from really everybody else, whether you talk about UConn. Which I think is going to be a one seed, Purdue, which will be a one seed, and then who the other one seed is, I think is still up in the air. But what gives U of H that chance is the fact that they can play just stifling defense. They don't have to be shooting the eyes out of it. They can they can cause you to turn the ball over, and they give you real problems on the glass. So I I say U of H, uh, even though they're going to have a little bit of tough uh travel right there and then having to go play in the big 12 tournament only having to come to dallas plays into their hand a little bit and i'm sure that's why mattress mac made that bet that i sent (laughs) you last night
4: (laughs) yes mattress (laughs) mac you called that yesterday a nice call he did put down a cool million on the cougars to win the national championship
7: and offset it by saying, Hey, you can come, you can come get yourself some furniture here at, uh, you know, gallery furniture. And I, he'll, I'm sure he'll be in there yucking it up, and meeting all of his customers like he always does. He, I, I, there's something about him that I like. You know, my girlfriend kind of turned me on to you know, watching his commercials when we, when I'd be, you know, spending time with her and, and, I, and, you know, you start following him and understanding he's in the horse racing game. He's a big Astros fan. He's a big Houston guy. So I love it that he stepped up and bet that kind of money on the Cougars.
4: Be interesting. And, you know, for the Cougars, hopefully he's not that bad luck charm that he was for the uh, Astros last year. The, if the Big 12 tournament started today, the four teams that would get the double buy, Houston would be the number one seed. And Iowa State would be the number two seed, Kansas the number three seed, and TCU the number four seed. And they would all be automatically in the quarterfinals in the Big 12 tournament. Baylor, the fifth seed, would get the winner of UCF and Oklahoma State, which would kick off the Big 12 tournament at 1130 a.m., followed by Cincinnati and West Virginia. And then after Baylor and Game 1 winner, you'd have BYU and Texas BYU the eighth seed in Texas, the ninth seed if the tournament was to start today. So there you man, go. Yeah,
7: that's I mean, that's a tough matchup too, having to face having for Texas, having to face BYU because <laughs> you know BYU's dangerous. They can shoot the mess out of it. That I tell you what, I, I mentioned it yesterday. That's gonna be my dark horse team for my bracket. It really is. I I like how they can and if they get hot, look out, man. They can they can play with anybody in the country.
3: I was just thinking the same thing, like how ridiculous is the Big Twelve that BYU who just beat Baylor in Kansas is going to go into the conference tournament as an eight seed. That's that's mind boggling.
7: That's all you need to know about the that's all you need to know about the Big Twelve right now. That's really is what you need to know. That that's how that's that's how close it is. Razor thin margin separates, you know, those teams kind of five through ten.
4: Yeah, it'll be fun to watch. And we'll have the Bears right here on Saturday as well. Coming up next, your boy Q. Q Myers from game night on ESPN National. He'll join
13: us. We'll talk some NFL next. Baylor Bear softball all season long on 101.3 FM.
2: Baylor softball back home at Getterman Stadium hosting the Baylor Invitational this weekend. Games against Morgan State, a doubleheader Saturday beginning at noon, a single game Sunday at noon for Baylor Bears softball.
13: Join Dan Ingham for Baylor Bears softball on 101.3 FM.
14: Stock number one four one. four two restrictions apply. See details. It's Richard Carr's twenty fifth anniversary sale. Work hard and play hard in a GMC Sierra from Richard Carr. Sierra is the truck for those who demand the best. During Richard Carr's twenty fifth anniversary sale, save ten thousand on a twenty twenty four GMC Sierra. Plus qualified buyers get one point nine percent financing for seventy two months at no payments for ninety days on select Sierras in stock. Call now, get here now, or log on now and get big anniversary savings on your new GMC Sierra today. Richard Carr, they have the truck for you.
13: i
11: The flagship station for
0: Baylor basketball is ESPN Central Texas.
12: It's time now for The Naked Truck. The ongoing saga of the battle to end truck nudity. Presented by Pickup Outfitters. In this episode, Chuck has a heart-to-heart with Bubba.
11: Hey, Chuck, you said you needed to talk to me?
12: Remember when we said we'd never be afraid to tell each other anything? Yeah, we was pretty turnt, but I remember. Well, I need to come out and tell you this. Listen, you don't need to come out. You know I'm with Becky. Wait, what? No, this is about you. Me? Yes, Bubba. You're squatting and swaying. Me? When you pull your trailer, yes, you. But I got an HD truck. It don't matter. You still need a weight distribution hitch. I thought I had it handled. It's not safe to pull that much weight without a distribution hitch.
11: You're a good friend.
12: Now get over to Pickup Outfitters and get fixed up. I will. Will Bubba gain control of his trailer? Will Chuck reveal his true feelings for Bubba? Wait, what? No. Tune in again for the continuing saga of The Naked Truck. Brought to you by Pickup Outfitters of Waco. My house has a new...
4: Is right around the corner and many of you are realizing it's time to replace those old windows before the hot weather gets here. Call Universal Windows Direct of Central Texas and schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows and they've been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for years. There's finance options to fit any budget. That's any budget. Contact Universal Windows Direct of Central Texas for a free home as to Universal Windows That's Universal Windows Or call 254-301-7760 and be sure to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love
6: my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct.
0: Time now to visit with Q Myers some Game Night weeknights on espn radio
4: and welcome back to the press box here on espn central texas on this thirsty thursday and you know what that means it's time for q myers from game night on espn to join us and talk a little nfl and q thanks for joining us appreciate the time as always
1: yeah man you get a you know because you're vip man you didn't you got the the pass before I actually made uh, Thirsty Thursday kick into effect. You're actually going to get the <laughs> interview before Thirsty Thursday, if you know what
4: I mean. I know what you mean. And thanks for the VIP treatment. I certainly appreciate it. Hey, as you know, it's just too bad, Q, that the NFL cannot stay relevant 365.
1: I'm trying to tell you, man, it would be nice if there was something that the NFL had going on every single month of the year, right? Oh, wait, (laughs) hold on. They do. That's why I'm in Indianapolis at the Scouting Combine, which, oh, by the way, it went from being really nice weather at like 70 degrees to about 28 to 30. So uh, I am not a very happy guy at the moment when it comes (laughs) to the weather. So that makes me more reason why I need to go and uh, enjoy Thirsty Thursday so I can stay warm inside.
4: (laughs) When you talk about the combine i know that there's all kinds of things going on but is there anything in your mind that's more important at the combine than the interview
1: i don't think so outside of the medicals i would say the medicals especially for certain players like michael Penix, the medicals are going to be everything this guy's you know had multiple knee surgeries, multiple shoulder surgeries. So, I mean, he's a guy that's really going to be able to determine who he's going to be if he's a first-round pick quarterback, if he's a second-round pick, where he goes. So, I think the medicals for him are super important, but you're right. The interviews, they they mean so much. You know, these guys get 15 minutes to sit down with teams and kind of tell them who they are, what makes them pick, what makes them go, and You know, the biggest thing that, uh, and I learned this from Antonio Pierce, who's the Raiders head coach, Uh, he said this to us the other day, that because he's a player, he actually gets to sit down and he understands when the players are trying to BS them, when they're just trying to say, like, the company line. He understands it because he's been there, done that. So, you know, these guys are really well trained. So it's up to these teams to determine what's real and what's fake with some of these answers that they're receiving.
7: Q, speaking of Antonio Pierce, tell me what his – Uh, the underlying tone when he says, I don't want a Band-Aid situation at quarterback. What's he what is he really getting at?
1: Yeah, he means that he wants a franchise quarterback. He's tired of the Band-Aids and the Band-Aids are just like you guys know something that you have on a wound for a little while and then you rip it off and then it's done. Right. And you move on from it. That's what the Raiders have had. I mean, they had Derek Carr for nine years and he was good, but he wasn't elite. He wasn't great. So he kind of stabilized the quarterback position. But before Carr, they had about 15 different quarterbacks, including myself, go through there and be the guy. And then it feels like afterwards they've had multiple different guys, including Jimmy Garoppolo, who didn't do very well. They had a rookie last year in Aiden O'Connell. Sometime at some point they need to come to a conclusion on, okay, this is going to be our guy for the foreseeable future. So that's what he's looking for.
7: Dude, well, you when have- you say that, I'm sorry when you but I'm sorry Ward when you mention that uh, is, is the Raiders going to look in free agency for a quarterback or do you think they really want that they, they want to see if they can draft one of these top guys?
1: I think that they believe their quarterback is here at the scouting combine right now and will be in Detroit at the end of April for the NFL draft. I think that's where they really would like to find their their quarterback of the future because again, even if you get a veteran, who are you going to get? Kirk Cousins Band-Aid Russell Wilson Band-Aid Tyrod Taylor bad Band-Aid Jacoby Brissett, same thing I mean you know I mean there's not a whole lot of options of guys outside of Justin Fields I mean he's a young dude so maybe he could be your long-term solution but he hasn't proven to be a solution for the team that drafted him so you know there's a reason why they're talking about trading him and most likely will so uh, I think that the best option for the Raiders would be to find their franchise quarterback here uh in indianapolis at the combine and they probably want to meet with them this uh this week and they probably already have met with them in their minds the question is can they get them
4: q myers host a game night here on espn and q you mentioned garoppolo where does he go from here i mean is he you know with the suspension and everything else that's gone on is he done or is he going to land somewhere as a backup
1: I mean, he probably will be a backup somewhere. I think he, I, I, I don't think, I know that he wants to be a starter in the league. He told us that when it was locker room clean out day, he was the only guy that actually showed up in the locker room and he did say, and it's funny, my, my colleague, Vinny Bonsignor, who's actually sitting right next to me right now, uh, asked him, you know, Hey, the last nine games that you didn't play, did that help kind of heal you up? And he said, yeah, it's almost like a, a red shirt year where he's able to, you know, get better, get healthy and be ready to roll. But I mean, I think everyone across the league knows who Jimmy G is. So, I mean, you look at him and you realize that, yeah, you might be able to get him. He wants like a band aid. That's a temporary band aid for sure because mm-hmm. you know he's going to need a band aid before
6: all said it is <laughs> done. I mean,
1: he's, he's just one of those guys. He can't get out of his own way. And I hate that for him, but there's, you know, there's certain guys in any sport that just happen to get injured a lot. And he's that
7: guy. And I, and I understand what you're saying, Band-Aid, now. I, I wouldn't call Baker Mayfield a Band-Aid, but I I, I understand. What do you think the Raiders are going to have to 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 give up to really get in position to draft one of these top guys? A lot. A lot. And I agree with you on Baker, but Baker, to me, is going back to the
1: Tampa Bay. Like, so that's, that's the reason why I wouldn't even put him in that conversation. I don't think he's going anywhere but – where he uh, was successful last season. Um, but to get to get a guy in the draft and to get the guy they want, which I believe is Jaden Daniels out of LSU, the Heisman Trophy winner, they would have to move up from 13 to probably two, maybe two or three, uh, you know, to get that guy. And so that's going to be multiple first-round picks. That's going to be, you know, a third-round pick, a fifth-round pick. I'm looking at right now, uh, obviously, pick swaps this year, a first and a third in 2025. A first and a third in 2026 and probably a little sugar on top of that as well maybe an extra drink on thirsty thursday so it's going to be a lot but if that's your guy and you know that you're going to have him and you feel like you're going to have him for the next 10 to 12 years it's worth it cute
4: with the first four picks of the draft you mentioned they may try to get into that second slot and trade with the commanders but even if they do or don't are the first four picks in this draft quarterbacks
1: The first three are for sure. The first three are definitely quarterbacks. And the fourth is a wild card, depending on if Arizona holds on to that pick. If Arizona holds on to that pick, then I think that they're going to go with Marvin Harrison and they'll have their uh, hotshot wide receiver for years to come because he is that guy. But yeah, the first three, definitely Caleb Williams, Jaden Daniels, Drake May, whatever order you want to put it in with Caleb Williams going number one. I believe those are definitely uh, all quarterbacks for sure.
7: Uh, uh, three is New England. Uh, do you know if the Raiders have made a call to inquire about that position? Because that would probably were, uh, that'd be where they would need to get to get Jaden Daniels. I would think
1: so. Um, I don't know if they've made that call, but if they didn't, they need to. Right? We met with Antonio Pierce yesterday, and he said. Um, You know, I'm a guy that's a go-getter, right? I want to go get, and I want to do whatever it takes to go get what I need. And he said, Telesco, being Tom Telesco, the new GM of the Raiders, knows that. So the ball's in his court, right? So he's got to go and make it happen and do whatever he can do. I don't know what they're willing to I don't know what they're willing to give up, um, you know, and and what the asking price is going to be. We've all been talking about New England for a while. But, you know, I'm also hearing that Jaden Daniels is someone that New England would like. So I'm thinking that maybe the Raiders would even have to do a little bit more and go all the way up to number two.
4: Hugh Myers with us here on the Press Box on ESPN Central Texas. And, Hugh, what do you read into if there's anything about Caleb Williams deciding, hey, I got this, I don't need an agent?
1: Well, you know, I think with the way that the rookie contracts are already kind of slotted, I think that you're going to start to see more and more of these guys do that. I remember Lamar Jackson did it, you know, his mom as his, as his uh, agent. And I don't, I don't think that it's a good idea, but I know I'm not a smart dude, right? I know what I know and I know what I don't know. So when it comes to money, that kind of money, I want someone to take care of it for me. So obviously, someone you, you trust, and so that's kind of the you know the, the middle even, I guess. You know, do you find someone that's not going to rip you off and take a bunch of your money, uh, you know, and get the best deal for you? Me, I, I would be a terrible free agent, as you know, Gary Moss. Shout out to Gary Moss. Knows I take whatever deals on the table. Hey, you want this? Sure. Uh, <laughs> a, a, a couple drinks and some appetizers. I'm good. I'd be a terrible free agent, but you know that's just kind of what it is. But I mean, if Caleb Williams feels like he's you know got the right people around him, where he doesn't need an agent, then and so be it we know he's going to get the best
7: contract he's going to be the number one overall pick I want I want to go back to the Raiders queue because I am enamored with where they're at and with how they could go from that from that 13 position is there a is there a kind of an idea that maybe they could stay pat and see if they could get somebody like J.J. McCarthy or Spencer Rattler if they were if they were to fall into that level of the
6: draft
1: Yeah, I I think so. I think there's, you know, the top three tier, where it's the top three quarterbacks that we mentioned, Caleb Williams, Drake May, and and Jaden Daniels, whatever order you want to put them in. And then there's the second three, right? And and then you have J.J. McCarthy, Bo Nix, Michael Penix, whatever order you want to put. I think those guys would all be be guys that, you know, the Raiders would look at. But I feel like at this point, it would almost feel like a settle. So for me, and just my money, if the Raiders stay at 13, I would really look at a guy like Byron Murphy from – from Texas, the defensive tackle, I would go after him and try to improve your trenches, get some interior pass rush because, well, last time I checked, uh, that guy in Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes, was really good. And he's a back-to-back Super Bowl champion, Super Bowl MVP, and he liked to step up in the pocket. So what's the best way to stop that? Have that big defensive tackle named Byron Murphy, who was an absolute monster at the University of Texas, be right there and smack him in the mouth. So I could see that being the way they go, if, in fact, they were to stay at 13.
4: Q Myers with us here in the press Box on ESPN Central Texas, host of Game Night. You hear him every night right here on ESPN and on uh, Sirius Satellite Radio as well. And Q, how much, or I guess I should word it is, how much can a player change his draft stock at the Combine? Are we going to see, or is it normal to see several players move up maybe even come from a second round to a first round, or is this just kind of solidifying where they're at and making sure they don't fall?
1: You know, that's a fantastic question. And the reason it is, is because I've I've got a really good answer to that this week from someone a lot smarter than me. And I realized what we've been talking about for years might not necessarily be true. And, and, you know, stretch has done plenty of uh, scouting himself. So he kind of already knows this answer probably, but, the, the climbing the draft board or dropping down the draft board is more of a, a thing. And when I mean us, I mean media thing like these NFL people. Have already been scouting these guys. They already know what these guys can do. They know how fast a Quignon Mitchell is. They know how strong a Caleb Williams' arm is. They know who how fast Brendan Wright can run and catch, and where he comes from, and you know stuff like that. What, what's happening is we're learning more about these guys because we're covering Baylor, or we're covering Texas, or we're covering USC, but we're not covering everything every single week, and so. We're not those NFL scouts. So they're starting to catch our attention, and then we're starting to talk about them. Like a Spencer Rattler, for example. He's the guy who I said earlier this week to someone here at the Combine, oh, man, he's climbing up people's boards. And he's like, no, Q, he's really not he's a really good quarterback that people have been sleeping on because he got beat out in Oklahoma by Caleb Williams and everyone kind of sent him to South Carolina to, 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 to die, but that's not the case. He's a really good quarterback. And so don't be surprised when he's probably like an early second day, you know, pick a second round pick, and someone's going to get a really good quarterback.
7: Hugh, uh, initially, I, I know that, uh, they're, <clears throat> the first thing they do is the medical side. And you spoke to that earlier. Is there any, any gossip or anything being said about Penix and the fact that he has had so so many health issues?
1: Well, the only thing that they've really been saying is the fact that he's been healthy the last two years, right? I mean, he had all his surgeries and all his injuries were at Indiana and at Washington. He's been fine, so that's a you know that's a lot of the the conversation is that to his credit, he hasn't had any issues as of late. But it's still going to at the end of the day still go down to the uh, to the um. To, to the medicals when they when they check those boxes to make sure that that he is 100 uh, percent healthy and good to go. Depending on if you're going to invest, you know, like a, a first round pick on him or a second round pick. Like I feel like his his conversation and his stock is so weird. Like people will tell you he's a first round guy, others will tell you he's a second round guy, and I don't I couldn't tell you what's accurate and what's not accurate. He's one of those we just don't know until we know.
4: Q: What does Bill Belichick do this next season? Is he going to be an advisor to somebody? Is he just going to go fishing? Or what do you expect from Belichick? It is it's it's been kind of eerily quiet.
1: I think every day is Thirsty Thursday for him.
6: Right?
1: <laughs> I mean, he's got Thirsty Thursday every day. Right? I mean, he he could do a little advisory role. He could jump on a you know on the broadcast you know be be an analyst or whatever like that. I'm sure he would probably do a good job at that, but. I just think he, he kicked it. I think he hangs out, has a good time. Like I said, enjoys Thursday, Thursday. And, uh, you know, in the next coaching cycle, he jumps right back into it if he still desires to do that. I, I don't know exactly what he's going to do, but it's, you're right. It's, it's absolutely quiet around him. And it's really quiet around Mike Rabel as well. Mm-hmm. Right? And I think that Mike Rabel a really good head coach, and he's no longer a head coach. He doesn't have a job right now. And it's like, wait, hold on. How does that guy, how does that dude, not have a, a job right now. So those those two guys out there, obviously, Rable's a lot younger. But uh, those those two guys, they might just have to wait till the next cycle. But if they do, hey, look, they're loaded. Just go ahead and enjoy Thursday, Thursday. That's what I would do.
7: <laughs> you know, Q, I, I've heard some whispers talking about Belichick that the 49ers inquired about him for the D.C. job. Have you heard any of that talk out there at the Combine?
1: No, I didn't hear that. I heard Brabel for the defensive coordinator, but I didn't hear I didn't hear Belichick. That's that's interesting. That's in, yeah, that's something that I just don't see him making a move like that. So he's been a head coach for so long and so successful. I just can't see taking that step back. I mean, it's just you know, in different strokes for different folks. But I know that for me personally, I wouldn't want to take a step back after being you know at a certain level, then take a step back. that you feel like? yeah, you know, just a coordinator job. And maybe it's a little bit easier, a lot less pressure. You just to focus in on one thing, like Cliff Kingsbury's doing in Washington. Like, I feel like that's probably a role that he's enjoying a little bit more than being the head coach. But someone like Belichick, I think he's got to be the head man. And really, he might have to even be, you know, more than the head man, like have that personnel say as well, like he did in New England.
4: Your boy Q with us in the press box here on ESPN. And Q, is Russell Wilson a starting quarterback next year in the NFL?
1: Let him tell it. He is right. He said he's gonna win five or two Super Bowls in the next five years.
0: <laughs> so I mean, he,
1: yeah, I he get is. that. But... <laughs> like, I, I, look, man, I, the thing about it is, he could be a starting quarterback this upcoming year, and this is why his contract is really gonna be cheap for whatever team picks him up. Right when the Denver Broncos release him, they're still gonna have to pay the majority of his contract. So whatever team whether that be the Raiders and they decide they're going to go with a a Band-Aid or uh, the Falcons and they're going to go with a Band-Aid or this, that, and the other. Whatever team needs a quarterback and they may only have him for a couple years, they're going to get him on the cheap and basically it's going to be all on the dime of the Denver Broncos. So I could see a team saying, yeah, for now, we're going to go ahead and and let this guy be our quarterback. But I don't think he's, you know, like he said, two Super Bowls in five years. I don't see
7: that happening anytime soon. Q, what night did you, when did you get get to Indianapolis?
1: I got here Sunday night, and I've been at the, uh, San, uh, what, not the, Santina, the social cantina every single day. Of fact, <laughs> I'm gonna go
7: in, I, I, I <laughs> want to know about St. Elmo's. Have you not been to St. Elmo's yet?
1: St. Elmo's came to me today. It's funny that you say that. I'm going to send the video to Ward after we hang up here. But St. Elmo's came to me. They met us on Radio Row here inside the convention center. And last year, I didn't know about St. Elmo's. I was the new booty to, you know, reach a you know, row here. And so, yeah, I didn't, I, I didn't know. I didn't know. I'm not an Indiana guy. It's not something that's on my bucket list to go to all the time is Indiana, you know? But hey, <laughs> so anyway, so we're hanging out last year on a Wednesday night and we stayed out really, really late because that's what you do. You network and that's, that's kind of my forte. So I get in here on Thursday and I'm starving and I may be still hung over and that's okay. And they, walk around with this big old cocktail shrimp in their plate, and they're like, hey, does anyone want to try it? And I was like, hell yes. i need anything in my belly at this point. So I just took it, <laughs>
6: you dunked it I in I that sauce.
1: Oh, yes. And I ate all that sauce, and I had no idea that it was going to beat me up, and it destroyed me. It almost floored me last year, because I had no idea what to expect. So fast forward to this year, I knew what to expect, so I was ready for it. So when they came around today, I was like, yeah, let me get, a, uh, get one of those cocktail strips. Let me make up for last year. So my buddy starts filming it. I take a bite, and I oh, actually I ate the whole thing. And the first little wave of the sauce wasn't bad for me. It didn't hit me too hard. Then all of a sudden, it's like something came running up from behind and hit me in the back of the head that I never saw coming. <laughs> so it got me again for the second year in a row, and it's like so it's like I was telling them. I said, man. It's like you guys set me up with a little cub and then the tiger actually came and, 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 and devoured me. Like you set me up with bait and then the tiger came and got me afterwards. So yeah, man, St. Elmo's got me for the second year in a row. <laughs>
6: well,
7: that's where you can that's where you can for sure get the late night scoop. I mean, you gotta <clears throat> you might have to sneak into one of those back rooms over there, but that I, I, that's where you can be the best scoop jockey is at St. Elmo's. Oh, yeah. No, not last year.
1: And uh, no, yeah, I'm not. I don't have to sneak in, man. I'm rolling in VIP because I act like I'm VIP. I don't I don't know anybody, but I just do it anyway. But last year, that's what happened. And we were hanging out with Vaughn Miller and he had a whole bottle of tequila with him. And we started talking and he was like, hey, where are you from? And I was like, oh, Vegas. And He's like, oh, Max Crosby. So he FaceTimed Max Crosby at like one thirty or almost two a.m.
6: <laughs> last year,
1: and uh, Max is like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm hanging with your guy, Q. And he's like, uh, yeah, I'm going to bed. Good night. And, uh, you know, hung up on him. But that's when the party started last year, and it continued and, continued and continued and continued some more. And so that led to me the next day needing anything to put in my belly, and, yeah, that shrimp got me.
4: Q Myers with us here in the press box on ESPN Central Texas, your boy Q. And, Q, how big is this draft and free agency for Jim Harbaugh taking over the Chargers.
1: It's big. It's big because one, they're like twenty-five million dollars over the salary cap right now, so they got to figure that out before they can even be players in free agency. But they, you know, they'll figure it out. They'll so kick the can down the road, just like they always do, and just like other teams do, and they'll get under the cap. and And it's a little bit more than everyone expected it to be. So uh, they've got to do some roster adjustments. Uh, he's got basically full control. He can do anything he wants with that roster. He's got his quarterback. That's the number one thing. You've got your quarterback. You've got skilled players that are there. You've got to add some more talent. You've got to add some uh, offensive linemen, you know, some wide receivers that are reliable outside of, uh, you know, uh, Quentin Johnson, uh, who was the first-round pick last year, young man out of Temple, Texas. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a big year for him. But you know what? He's going to have the ability to be able to, to build it in his image the way he wants it, and I have no doubt that it's going to be a very successful team because he's been successful anywhere he goes.
7: You think, uh, Q? Do you feel like, uh, and I know with Ryan Poles being there, the GM of the Bears, is there any feeling coming out of where the Bears are going to hang on to that one pick, or or, or, or they're going to move on from it?
0: No,
1: this the, the feeling here is that that's a done deal. That's a wrap. That they're gonna that they're gonna go ahead and hold on to that pick, and, and they're gonna get uh, Caleb Williams and. And then Justin Fields is gonna be traded sooner rather than later. Probably we'll probably hear something coming out of here sometime this week, I do believe. I think we're we'll hearing something about the Falcons and the Bears basically coming to an agreement on Justin Fields and then Caleb Williams would will be that guy. But everyone I've talked to is like that's a done deal, too. that You can you can put that you know, you can put that conversation of trading that pick to bed. That's over. So yeah, I don't I don't have any doubt that Caleb Williams will be a Chicago Bear when it's all said and done on April 25th.
4: Q, did it not work out in Chicago with Justin Fields because of Justin Fields or because of what's around Justin Fields?
1: I think a combination of the both, and I know I hate that answer, but I think that you know he's got a lot to prove as far as a quarterback goes. Can he be consistently a good passer of the ball? We know that he's really consistent and he's really good with his legs. He's super talented with his legs, but you don't need him to be a super quality running back. You need him to be a super quality quarterback. So can he be that guy that's i think the biggest question but he did have a lack of talent around them when they went and made the move for dj Moore. you saw it got better especially towards the end of the season last year It really started to get better but i think that at some point they need to just go ahead and say hey let's do a reset on this uh you know you got a rookie contract you got arguably one of the best quarterbacks that have come out of the draft in a very long time mccaleb williams go ahead and hit the reset get some extra talent they have the number nine overall pick they trade just some field will get some extra capital for that as well you can build your team up pretty quickly and be back if you hit on the right pieces. So I like Ryan Poles a lot. I think he's a hell of a GM, and I think that he's going to probably hit the right buttons and make the right moves to get that team where it needs to be.
4: When you look at what the Jets have said this week, saying that Wilson can seek a trade, what does that say <laughs> about their quarterback room right now?
0: Well,
1: first of all, Wilson can seek Jesus, right? I mean, he, <laughs> he can seek a trade. Who's going to give up anything for him? I mean really like think think about that. Like what are you gonna give up? I wouldn't even give him my drink at Thirsty Thursday. I'd be like, Hey dude, you gotta get your own homeboy And I got this one for free and I'm not gonna go ahead and give it to you. I mean, he ain't he he's not gonna they're not gonna be able to trade him. They're throwing it out there and floating it out there. They didn't even say that they're seeking a trade. They're like, Yeah, you can go find a trade. So yeah, you go ahead and do the do the groundwork for us and let us do what we do but like they're gonna to have to bring in somebody, they're gonna to have to build that room because the guy that's their starting quarterback is not gonna be the starting quarterback forever. Right? I mean he's got what, a year left coming off of Achilles, maybe two years if he rehabs and feels really good about himself. I mean that that's a whole mess right there, man. I think that whole team and organization has blown it ever since well, it's been a while now. But really with Aaron Rodgers, when they acquired him, it's like they looked at him like he was he was that one girl that could do no wrong because she was the one that always was like the most beautiful woman that you ever saw in your eyes. And you're like, yes. And she's like, Oh yeah. Um, you know, roll over on the ground in the dirt. Okay, sure. No problem. Like you do whatever it <laughs> is because right. You know, that one that dogs the hell out of you. I'm not the only one that's ever had that kind of situation. I know I ain't, so we're all familiar. So it's all good. But that's how they always looked at Aaron Rodgers. Like if you go back and look at hard knocks, like Robert Sala was like, gleaming at him like you know he's like oh his hair is so lovely and it's like snap out of it dude like what are you talking about man but it just it never seemed like that they were in a good position man it always looked like they were letting him run the organization that's not a good idea
4: but if you I mean I get it he's probably not going anywhere but if somebody does roll the dice and he's not there and the Jets do you have complete confidence that Aaron Rodgers is going to back up be back and be healthy for the entire football season
1: hell no no not at all not not at this stage of the game no not at all especially after last season you saw how many quarterbacks went down I mean there was over what 60 something quarterbacks that played last season Mm -hmm. so I mean they'll have to address the the backup spot I don't know who they're gonna get look if I'm them and I'm picking in the top 10 which they are I would go and try to get a quarterback that I have confidence in that I could build but the problem is Aaron Rodgers is gonna get mad if you do that oh yeah he'll throw a a fit. Right, exactly, which, again, goes back to them looking at him and letting him run the organization, like, oh, we, we won't do that. We won't want to make you upset. Like, no, Jack, yes, that's your replacement. You're almost done. You've got to do it. Right? Look how smart Green Bay looks by drafting Jordan Love. Right? I mean, he's yeah. out to be a really good dude. Now, the Jets, they're in a position where they should, I think, go pick you know, maybe a J.J. McCarthy, maybe a Bo Nick, maybe a Michael Penix, if they feel that that guy could be the next guy. And let him sit behind A-Rod for a year or two, whatever the case may be, and then let him roll with the dice. But Aaron Rodgers is getting mad, so oh well.
4: And that's why the Jets are the Jets, right?
1: Exactly. Exactly. Even though there was a, a, a lady that's uh, carrying a camera right now that had a Jet sweatshirt that just walked by me, she even looked depressed. <laughs> she
6: knows what's
1: gonna happen. She didn't even look happy. She's at the combine. This is when everybody's supposed to be happy and have confidence. She looked like, yeah, this, gonna, this season's going to be terrible. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Q Myers, host of game night. What's coming up?
1: Well, it's funny. Funny you ask. We have an NBA game tonight, so we're not going to have a, we're not going to have a game night tonight. But you know what that means? That means Bobby more Indian thirsty Thursday. Thursday. That means more thirsty Thursday. You're right. It couldn't have happened to a better guy. So I can't guarantee you what Friday is going to look like, but I know what
4: Thursday <laughs> night is going to look like. <laughs> Q, I certainly appreciate the time as always. Enjoy Indianapolis. Have a great thirsty Thursday, and we'll talk to you next week, man.
1: Yeah, man, I got to come back to Texas, man. We need to make a trip to, a trip to Wings, Pizza, and things, man. I need to Absolutely. To some of them. You know what I mean? Some of that pizza. So, uh, yeah, that's my man Mike, I'm on my way.
4: Well, let's do it. And we. Uh, I'm going to San Antonio. I'll be thinking about you on the Riverwalk from our last trip down there. I'm heading there in yeah. the morning for the state championship.
1: There you go. Make sure you have a drink on the Selena Bridge after you're done with all your work. You know, go. <laughs> your boy Q <laughs> go the with Selena the Selena Bridge. All right, I'll see if I can find it. <laughs> there you go. You can't miss it. It's the bridge. Okay. Selena Bridge. All right.
4: There he goes. Your boy Q a game night right here on ESPN and on ESPN Sirius Satellite Radio. Stay right there. We'll come back and put a bow on this one next on ESPN Central Texas
2: recently on the John Moore show Chris Patola our guest ESPN college basketball analyst and it'll be interesting also John one last thought here all of these teams are playing in foster pavilion for the first time what is the impact that has I'll be curious to see what Baylor's record at home is by the end of the season
0: the John Moore show 2 to 3 p.m. weekdays here on ESPN Central Texas
14: Is the all new Belton Premier Gun Show at the Bell County Expo Center this weekend only? Hundreds of tables of guns, knives, ammo, and accessories. Whether a first time buyer or looking for that special piece to add to your gun, knife, or military collection, they have what you're looking for. Visit their website, beltongunshow.com or call 817 732 1194. The Belton Premier Gun Show at the Bell
11: County Expo Center this weekend only. Hey folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. It's back, folks. 1.9% for 72 months on every 2024 Silver Ride of Light Duty. With the largest selection of new and pre owned inventory, couple that with the number one rated service department in the state. The choice is clear. The Jim Turner Chevrolet is the place to go for all your automotive needs. So take that short drive to McGregor and give us an opportunity to earn your business with honesty and transparency. So give us a call, 840 3261. And remember, folks, we're just a heartbeat away in McGregor. We treat you like family. Buying new roads.
0: Call James at 254-422-5375. That's 254-422-5375. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. The importance
2: of a good set of tires on your vehicle is key for safe and efficient travel. Texas weather can drastically affect the condition of your tires. Make sure your family is safe no matter what the conditions bring. At Kish's Complete Car Care Center, they carry and service all major tire brands. Yokohama, Michelin, Goodrich, and more. Let their team of seasoned professional service technicians service your vehicle today. Also, take advantage of their easy and efficient drive-up canopy and complimentary shuttle service to get you where you need to go until they get you rolling great again. Kish's Complete Car Care Service, where keeping you safe is their business. Kish's Complete Car Care Center, located at 5300 Franklin Avenue in Waco, and CompleteCarCareCenter.com. It's the time of year to enjoy life.
9: Stop letting that pain in your joints keep you from doing what you want to do this spring. It is Matt Mosley, ESPN Central Texas. Call QC Kinetics now. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in regenerative medicine. I'm talking lasting joint pain relief with no surgery, no drugs, and no downtime. Pro athletes have been doing this for decades, but now this life-changing treatment is available for you. So you can walk and run and climb stairs, play golf, play tennis, move again, pain-free. QC Kinetics has... Tens of thousands of satisfied patients who have reclaimed their mobility. Call QC Kinetics for a free consultation. Call 254-415-4100. 254-415-4100. QC Kinetics,
0: 254-415-4100. Flinging a green and gold worldwide on the web at SyntexSportsFan.com. And welcome back
4: to the Press Box here on ESPN Central Texas as we get you ready for the Baylor Club. John Morse, J-Mo at the Baylor Club, followed by the Matt Mosley Show with Cam Stewart, starring Matt Mosley at the Baylor Club all the way to 6 o'clock this evening. Hey, Stretch, do you think that you could run a better 40 time today <laughs> than you did at the age of 22?
7: Hell, hell, no! I couldn't. That's why I think it's. I've been talking about it all day. I've been to, trying to figure out a place to sneak this in. Is it, you know, you got Tom Brady, who's now you know signed on as the, you know, the voice of No Bull in their gear, and he goes out and runs a forty time, knocked a tenth off. Twenty four <laughs> years later, I mean, you think that has to do with. You know, the fact that he eats those avocado peeds or seeds or peels or whatever the hell he eats, I don't know. It's incredible.
4: Yeah, he goes from a time at uh, the Combine, 5.28 was his best time at the age of 22, which probably led him to be the 109th over, 99th overall pick by the New England Patriots. He failed that far because he only ran a five two eight. And he just shaves that down to a five one eight at
7: at the age of forty six. And if you see the if you see his combine picture, I mean, he, 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 he's standing up there. Of course, they make you take your shirt off. But I mean, he he is the original pirate's dream. You know what that <laughs> is, Ward. <laughs> You know what a pirate's dream is? No, I don't. And I'm it's, scared it's to a ask. Sun- okay. It's a sunken chest. His <laughs> chest is darted in. So, hey, you can tell. I mean, he's changed his body. He runs faster now. I, I don't, I don't know what he's on. And I, i I've never read about that TB13 diet or whatever it is, but it, it, whatever it is, it works, Ward. I can tell you that it works. And speaking of working, I know you got to go work down there in San Antonio, so it's going to be me and my man Aaron tomorrow, and I can tell you right now I'm going to tease this up. It is going to be full-fledged NFL. Imagine (laughs) that. We're going to be talking combine defensive line working out today. Tomorrow we got the defensive backs and the tight ends. We're going to be talking free agent running backs. We're going to be talking free agent linebackers. All things Cowboys, it's like the day when the principal takes a day off from school and Ward's going to San Antonio, Stretch and Aaron be talking NFL tomorrow. <laughs>
4: it sounds good. I appreciate it. All right. Stay right there. J-Mo, live from the Baylor Club, followed by Matt Mosley, live from the Baylor Club, right here on ESPN Central Texas. And then don't forget tonight, Baylor Coaches Show. Following Matt Mosley. It's all right here on ESPN Central Texas. For stretching air, and I'm Ward Weitz. Until next time, so long, everybody.
13: Nikki Collin and the Bears on ESPN Central Texas.
2: The Baylor women close the regular season with a senior day matchup with Oklahoma State Sunday in Foster Pavilion. 10.30 a.m. for the countdown to tip-off. 11 a.m. tip-off Sunday. Tune into Baylor women's
13: basketball with Derek Smith and Lori Fogelman all season long on ESPN Central Texas.
9: wit building supplies your one and only trusted building supplies company now has two locations same great quality same great prices two great locations gatesville in marlin Whit building supplies proudly offer a comprehensive selection metal building systems to meet all your construction needs with our extensive range of materials we ensure you'll have everything you need commitment to quality and customer satisfaction we strive to exceed your expectations visit our new and second location in marlin texas just down the road from higher prices
5: what's the most important thing to you in car shopping quality vehicle outstanding reputation A dealership you can depend on? Hi, I'm Amy Hunter, and at Jeff Hunter Toyota, you get all three of those. But don't take my word for it. According to Consumer Reports, Toyota has been named one of the most reliable brands in the auto industry. Stop by and let us prove it to you.
2: Shop Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality. Waco values. Where
12: are they at? Um, I thought they were right here. A lot of truck owners are wondering what happened. This is where I came last time. What happened to them? Some are getting worried.
6: What's your emergency?
5: I can't find them. They're not here.
12: We get it. For 26 years, Pickup Outfitters has been battling truck nudity from our comfy little spot on Lake Air Drive. But we needed more space and we wanted our customers to have better parking and to be more comfortable. So just like our customers upgrading their truck, we upgraded our location at Pickup Outfitters. Our new location is right there on Waco Drive, just a half mile from our old location, 4535 West Waco Drive, in between the old Richie's Western Wear and Diamore Jewelers. So if you need a new bed cover, steps, bumper, winch, anything for your truck, come see us at the brand new Pickup Outfitters, 4535 West Waco Drive. Check us out online at createacommotion.com. Come.